0: We are into a new year with new challenges. Today we talk with an expert who can help us navigate through the top five challenges of 2022 next on the Church Solutions Podcast. It's the Church Solutions Podcast brought to you by StreamingChurch.tv. The Church Solutions Podcast is all about helping you and your church with technology and other encouraging ideas for ministry. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast. I believe this is episode 323. Steve Lacey is not with us today, so he cannot uh, correct me. So that's a good thing, Uh, but uh, we're glad that you are with us today. My name is Phil Thompson, and uh, uh, I hope everybody is doing well out there as we are well into the first month here of 2022. that's unbelievable. So uh, I have a guest today, and he's an old friend of ours. And uh, let me take a moment to read you his bio, and then we'll get into what we're going to talk about. Uh, For over 15 years, he's worked with uh, literally thousands of business leaders To help them achieve their mission and to do more good in in their communities, uh, as as well as around the globe. Uh, He's the founder and CEO of an advisory firm known as Be Good at Doing Good. And his passion is coaching entrepreneurs, business leaders, uh, to help them grow their organization and uh, give back to their community. He specializes in uh, strategic planning and uh, organizational structuring. He's helped us a lot here at uh, StreamingChurch.tv. He also helps with leadership management and uh, cultural building and and all those good things. Uh, He also facilitates mastermind groups and retreats and he also does inspirational and practical motivational speeches to companies and nonprofits he's worked with church organizations in fact his, uh, his family were missionaries uh, overseas in asia we'll talk about that in a little bit uh, he's also owned he also owned his first business he, he's from uh, well he's he lived in the Tucson area here which is where we're from and his first business was a restaurant in the 1980s well he attended the great university of arizona Good basketball team this year, you know, That's right. and uh, and then in 1990s, uh, he uh, uh, he spent five years as the VP of, of an Asians operations for Global Tech International, uh, which was all throughout Asia. And then in 1999, he purchased his own high tech manufacturing company and he built that into a global leader and sold it in 2005. So Paul Bellows is our guest and his book is is uh, called Your Business Coach in a Book. Let me That's repeat right. that. Your business coach in a book. <laughs> and it was just recently released by a good friend of mine in De- uh, December last month of 2021. Paul's got a master's degree in Asian studies from the University of San Francisco, and uh, he loves spending time sailing. I didn't know that, Paul, sailing. Right. yeah. Wow, yes. I didn't know that. Well, wow. so welcome, everybody. Paul Bellows. Paul, how are you today?
1: I'm doing well, Phil. Thanks for having me on the show. I, I think we did this a few years yeah, ago on another subject, and, and it was so much fun. I appreciate yeah. you having me back again.
0: Phil, well, thanks. So it's always a pleasure. As as I alluded to during your bio, you you, you worked with us for several years helping us kind of fine-tune things here at streamingchurch.tv as well as our other companies. We have a new product out called mychurchdaily.com sure. which I'll plug shamelessly right now. Uh, people can look it over but uh, it, it all it all has to do with getting on Alexa devices and having flash briefings. I'll talk about that later if we have time but it's called mychurchdaily.com. So Paul, you you have a little bit of an experience with Christendom. You you your parents were involved in ministry and missionary work. Uh, in Asia. Uh, Where at in Asia were were they involved? Uh,
1: Primarily in Thailand, a little bit in Malaysia, and uh, I was fortunate enough as a 15-year-old teen uh, to go over there and, uh, you know, just you know, kind of immerse myself in the culture and food and language, and and then we did crusades and started churches while we were there, and I eventually graduated uh, high school in Thailand and then came back to the States for college, but Great, great adventure. Uh, a lot of fun, and and uh, a, a lot of uh, good friends, and uh, a lot of uh, uh, just bringing people to the to the Lord, and 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 yeah. uh, you know, making yeah. uh, making the good news available. And so it was a start of a a long relationship I had with uh, Asian cultures, if you will.
0: That's I've always wanted to do that. Uh, I've traveled a little bit. I've never gotten the chance. Maybe I will someday soon. So Paul, let's talk uh, a little bit about our topic today. Uh, Are you ready to face the top five challenges of 2022? So I think this is to be good for church leaders and people involved in in churches, volunteers and stuff, the top five challenges of 2022. And uh, is this some of this is in your book, right?
1: yeah, it's laid out in my book. Uh, you know, and it's really meant as a workbook. It's meant to yeah. get in there and answer questions and and, and dive deep and, and help you you know figure out your business right. in a way that's you know more yeah. profitable and brings value to more people yeah. and uh, and twenty twenty two is 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 going to be a challenging year, and so I just kind of yeah. put it out there. and I think for most business leaders, nonprofits or uh, for-profit businesses, uh, most of these issues are, are relevant and, and relatable. Yeah. And
0: obviously this, this, this applies to ministries and churches as well. So uh, that's why I thought it would be good to get in there. So let's, let's just jump into it. Paul. Right. Uh So you've got top five challenges here. Uh, you've got five uh, let's start with the first one. I think I've got this right. The first challenge you've got here is lack of a focused strategic vision of uh, Tell us a little bit about
1: that. Why is that a
0: challenge, and how do you overcome that?
1: So let's talk pre-COVID. Before then, it was kind of a lot easier for organizations. It doesn't matter a one-man person or a big company. You know, they kind of set a vision of the future, and that's what I see a vision as is being strategic. We have a we three-year vision. What what, what do we want to look like in three years? You know, what do we aspire to be? You know, what do we dare to achieve? Mm -hmm. So you know, when you have normal you know, economic situations, uh, you can kind of plan for the future. But I tell you, when COVID started, all that long-term planning pretty much went out the window, and it just became short-term survival planning, r- yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and I remember working with you guys. You guys, you, you really helped so many people right off the bat when the COVID came, and you were able to, you know, take on a lot of churches that needed help. Well, that's what that's what all we could really focus on at that time. And so what I find recently is everybody's still in this kind of survival short-term planning, I you know, methodology in their head. Mm-hmm. And so I'm finding that you, you, you really need to step back, still have that long-term vision of where you want to be and where you want to go and what those goals look like, you know, how you're going to get there. And so I, I'm just thinking, you know, uh, we got to balance the short-term need to kind of, you know, uh, stay on top of. Of everything, but we got to balance that with our long-term goals. So there's some alignment there, right? So we're making sure that you know what we're doing now is really important, is and, and and is really driving us to our to our vision. So the challenge is, is hey, I, I don't have a strategic vision anymore. I'm lacking that, and so my book kind of goes into how to create that vision with you and your team, get everybody on the same page, and and make sure that everybody knows where you're going, how you're going to get there and and uh, what are the resources and people needed to achieve that and so that's the first challenge is overcoming not having a vision and and kind of yeah. setting a new course yeah it's
0: so important uh, it's just so important to 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 have that and and to and and you know a lot of churches may have a mission or a vision but sometimes you need to re rethink it or relook at it yeah. and see are you on track does it need to be modified a little bit uh, you know, does it, things change? And uh, that means sometimes you have to be willing to go with the flow and make some changes uh, in order to fulfill what you're trying to do. So it, do you're it. yeah. All right. So lack of a focused vision, a strategic, uh, lack of a focused strategic vision. That's, that's the first challenge. Uh, and, and let's move into the second challenge. And you've got down here improving Leadership skills, improving leadership skills. I remember many, many years ago, uh, John Maxwell. Uh, I think he's out of San Diego at one point, but then he's got you know he's I don't know what he's if he's still around if he's still doing some things. But he
1: is he, uh, he's really he's involved in, and he's a real uh, you know top thought leader in terms of leadership yeah. uh, you know for all types of leaders.
0: But he he made the statement which I, I'm sure has been around for a while that everything rises and falls on leadership. I mean, he, he, for me, he made that kind of popular for me. I'm sure it was around for a while, but everything rises and falls on leadership. And I remember that is so true uh, in in every organization, every church I've worked with. I've worked with a few and, and uh, uh, pastoring and executive pastoring and volunteers, uh, everything rises and falls on leadership. So, so improving leadership skills. Why does this seem to be such a challenge
1: for people? I think it ties to the first one somewhat in that if you don't have a strategic vision, there's this other quote out there that you will never be greater than the vision that guides you. So if you have no vision, then you're kind of being the type of leader that's being very reactionary and maybe just problem solving. Mm -hmm. Whereas today's leaders be that big picture, set the vision and then make sure that they have the plan and the people to execute the plan to achieve that vision. So Improving leadership, I think, goes back to, hey, guys, what's what are we trying to accomplish here? Why is that important? Let's get everybody on the same page and then holding yourself and everybody to uh, accountable to achieve that. And ultimately, for me, leadership is is kind of getting the right results by using the right people and the right plan and the right methodology to achieve you know, the goals, but doing it the right way, you know, you, you could be a lead through fear or intimidation, or you could lead through cooperation and kindness and, and a shared vision. And so leadership to me is getting back to leading with that clear strategic vision, and then, and then making sure that we're, we're, you know, c- coming with our heart and a heart and a servant's heart, and making sure that our leadership is always focused on how we bring value to others. And if we focus on that and we have a vision, then I I think we can move our organizations to a higher level where it's just not reactionary. It's actually purposeful.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Reactionary versus uh, purpose. Uh, And I've worked with people that led through that had leadership through fear (laughs) (laughs) and, 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 and the other way, you know, uh, I, why is that hard for pastors? I think because, you know, I, I've, work with some pastors that were really pretty good speakers, you know, and they worked hard on their presentation and they worked hard on their delivery. Uh, how can, how can a pastor be a better leader? I mean, what, what kind of, are there tools out there? Are there resources out there? I mean, obviously a book, uh, but are there some resources that can help a pastor become a better leader?
1: So I think, you know, there's, there's obvious, uh, online tools and resources and management tools that help us understand our business better. Right. Right. They, they, they interpret the data and that could be, that could be everything from, you know uh, your message that you put out on Sunday to your advertising. Um, and, and I think, so there's great tools out there, but the, the, the number one tool starts with the pastors working with their board and making sure that they do have that clear vision. They understand their roles and that that leader is not only leading the path to the future that that church leader is creating a culture mm-hmm. of of where there's buy-in and there's and and we're really focused on uh setting s- certain goals and criteria that make the 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 the, the church a better place to come bring more values you know uh mm-hmm. to the parishioners or you know to the guests that are coming so how do we get together on the same page and you know my book and other resources like that really help making sure that you know the 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 staff and the board and the leadership are all on the same page and that they're they're being aligned with the with what their goals are and the thoughts that they're having and the words they're saying and the decisions that they're making are, are truly aligned so when i'm talking leadership it's about really bringing everybody together and and moving away from just, say, I'm a great leader because I'm a great speaker. That's just one aspect. There, there's plenty of great speakers that, that maybe don't know how to uh, lead their operations well. So if you're that great speaker and you don't know how to lead operations well, there's some things you can work on yourself, but there's probably some components of, of leadership that you're maybe missing from your organization, you need to bring somebody in, for example, who is maybe more operational minded, and can let you focus on your talent. So leadership is really getting good results through the right people and putting those people in position to succeed. And and uh, uh, I think I think that nowadays, that's the challenge is how do I bring all these people together and, you know, focus on short term and long term, and not just you know, uh, getting through the the COVID.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's so true. And and there's so many, uh, pastors that, uh, and even volunteers that you have to work with, with boards and <laughs> church boards or whatever you want to call them leadership yeah. teams. And, and you really, it, it really takes some skill, uh, to, to be able to do that. So, so let's move on, which you kind of touched on, I think here in the last few seconds about the third challenge and and the third challenge is trouble finding right fit people trouble finding right fit people. Now, let me if I think where you're going on this, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but I remember in it the old analogy of you can get people on the bus, but you need to get people in the right seat on the bus. You know, some people may not may not be on the right bus, <laughs> they need to get off the bus. And then right. there's other people there might be on the right bus, but they're not in the right position. So trouble finding right fit people is it, am I kind of? and along the, the correct yeah. lines of that
1: yeah I think that and I, I think people can involve you know your staff and your team and your volunteers but I think when I refer to right fit people it's also the, your, the conjugation the, the people that you're serving you know that, that are looking for spiritual food. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have to be aligned and and you want your team aligned with you know of course your values and, and what you, and what you do well. And right now, for example, just finding people to hire or finding volunteers can be challenging because of everything else that's that's really going on. It's a big challenge finding a right fit employee. So, you know, we 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 I tell I tell my business customers as well as my nonprofit, uh you know, your, your, your job's really about finding those right fit people and and making sure that you retain them for the long term and that you know, they're, they're bringing in more folks. They become your sales team. They become, you know, uh, the p- people that spread the, g- the good news about what you do. And so, you know, it's hard to find right and fit employees, but you can be the employer of choice and you can be the church of choice. And that means really bringing uh, uh, the right message to the right audience through the right methods. And it doesn't matter if you're a business or a church, you have to really plan that out and experiment and use some of the tools like you have that that that, that create a new message to a new audience, audience out there. And I think that's part of dealing with what we have now is making sure that we hire the right people so we can attract uh, the right folks into the organization, into the church, into whatever you're trying to do. I, I think uh, it all starts with, People, technology is great, and but business and and uh, creating value for other people really is about engagement one on one. And uh, I think leaders now more than ever have to really fine tune their ability to engage and bring value and 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 create real loyalty and trust. And and that 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 actually requires planning. That doesn't happen by accident. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah, I remember. And I, I've actually, in my many years of ministry, uh, I've I've worked with some other churches and even done a little bit of consultation. And I remember asking this one pastor, well, what, who's your target? You know, he's, he had this church that he was trying to grow. I said, who is your target, so to speak? And he goes, everybody, I want to reach everybody. I'm like, no, that's not really the right answer. I mean, I understand you want to reach everybody, but you know, you've got to have a target. You know, are you trying to get young families with children? Are you uh maybe trying to reach a, a community maybe a little bit older? Uh you know, you, you really have to 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 narrow it down to what you're trying to do. You really you really can't be all things to all people. Now, I mean, Paul in the in the scripture talks about that, but he's talking about that in more of the context of when you're speaking one-on-one, trying to find commonality and stuff with different people one-on-one but if you're trying to really grow your church or grow your team uh you know you just can't be you got to have something you got to have a target you you have to know what you're
1: looking for you have to have a target and this is where when you when you really know yourself and you know you know uh uh what your audience likes to hear your job is then is you said connecting one-on-one but a really good speaker, a really good leader can actually talk one-on-one to hundreds of people at the same time, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. so that's, that's the power of, uh, of expressing your word and connecting with all these individuals. So if you can do that one-on-one, then that's part of leadership is expanding your voice and awareness so you could coach or pass your message on to hundreds if not more at the same time. And, and uh, that requires a, a lot of skill um and, and at the same time it's very valuable and we know that uh, church leaders can develop that and when they can do that and connect one on one with hundreds of people that's how they can build uh their services and the people will more likely say that guy's connecting with me right. and in yeah. order to do that that has to be a right fit person you can't you 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 can't force that on anybody so i think the more you can share your message online through streaming through, you know, community involvement, the better chance you're going to have of connecting with the right folks.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right. So we're talking about getting ready to face the top five challenges here of 2022. We've talked about uh, lack of a focus, strategic vision. We've talked about improving leadership skills. We've talked just now about trouble, the trouble finding the right fit uh, people. Let's talk about the other challenge, lack of funds, lack of funds. Boy, that's it's Always a challenge, isn't it
1: Paul? <laughs> it, it, it is a challenge, and you know going through COVID, obviously, uh, a lot of churches uh, face that challenge, and and fortunately, you know they're, they're, the, through, your tools alone helped hundreds of churches uh, find ways to get more fundraising, find ways of, of getting uh, donations and, and and at the end of the day, there are bills to pay. And and uh, you know the, that requires that we connect and 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 people feel feel like it's it's part of their as uh, part of who they are and their responsibilities to help uh, with tithing and, and other ways of of fundraising for the for the church. So how do you how do you raise funds when it's challenging already and then you're faced with these with these conditions? Yeah. And, and uh, it does go back to leadership and it does go back to having a financial plan you know, having those good budgets and sticking to them and, and trying and try and experimenting with things, but then tracking the results. Uh, So I I know that um, fundraising and and working for a nonprofit or for a church uh, requires its own challenges. And, and that's why I think it's important to be innovative and that's where technology can really come into place. But at the end of the day, technology still doesn't replace that one-on-one connection. So as hard as it is to grow, and we have to we have to use that the, the balance of technology to put the word out, but inviting people to have a one-on-one conversation is still the best way to get fundraising done. I think.
0: Yeah, and I think too, uh, you know, I have a little bit of experience with this. Uh, money follows vision, and and so you know when uh, a lot of churches actually did. Not too bad during COVID-19 during the hard times. We're still technically in the, the uh, pandemic at this point, yeah. but a lot of churches did okay because they were good at getting people to buy into their mission to their to their vision. And and so, you know, people are are going to if you can, you know, as you were saying, connect with people. Uh, if you have honed your leadership skills and, and built a, a, a team, you, you can. People will will support your ministry even during difficult times, uh, because they they have bought in, so to speak, to the vision. They 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 have bought into the mission of the church, what what you're trying to accomplish. And I think. Uh, that will really help, so you know if you 're having problems, I would just say this from my own experience of working with churches as a senior pastor as well as an executive pastor for a long time if you 've got money problems, yeah, you need to look at your budget obviously but but you also need to look at your vision <laughs> and you know what 's going on here? Why are not people supporting you? Uh, is there something that needs to be clarified, something that needs to be changed, uh, something that needs to uh, you know, to, to be adjusted because that's to me where people will find success in ministry is, is when people get the, the word out, what they're trying to do, you know, clarity and effectiveness. Yeah. So, anyhow.
1: What, what right. saying, I, lo- I love the money follows the, the mission or the vision yeah. And, yeah. And, and you're exactly right. And that's why these challenges all connect. And that's why I started with the vision. Right. You have to have the big vision and everybody shared in the development and, and the implementation of that. You have the leadership capabilities to execute the vision. You have to put the right people in place. And ultimately, the funds will, uh, will come out of that effort, right? It's yeah. just like profit for a, a real business. I don't think that the goal of a business is necessary to create profit. The goal of a business is to create right fit long-term customers. The profitability is just the way of measuring that. So if you're doing good bringing in funds to me that means you're doing good because you you've you're doing a lot of other things well operationally organizationally culturally you're doing a lot of things well and the money is just the measurement of that yeah. and that's something we you need to measure but you're absolutely right uh, the money follows yeah. the mission and then the mission brings in the right people right yeah Which brings us to the fifth if i can yeah. if i can segue here brings us to yeah. the fifth you know, uh, a challenge of of this year is the time, lack of time. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, I can tell you, my time is stretched as, as much as it's ever been just because of the challenges of raising a family and, and a, a business and helping out as many leaders as I can. Uh, the time management thing is a challenge for somebody like me who considers time management to be one of my strengths. So I can imagine when I'm working with my, the leaders I, I work with is how do I g- get more done with less time?
0: Right. Yeah. Everybody has the same amount of time. I mean, I've heard this and I'm going to probably butcher the quote, but everybody has the, the same amount of time, right? But it's, uh, it's how we manage that time. And I think it has to do with priorities, uh, you know, what's important. And, uh, there's been a movement lately. I, I noticed on, uh, uh, somebody 's written a book less is more uh about uh oh what 's the term I, I'm, uh, minimi- minimizing minim- what 's the word minim- minimalization uh, yeah. yeah but yeah. i i i like easy for you to say but it's it's uh i, I like it because there 's so much clutter in our lives uh not just things but even clutter as far as things may we we shouldn 't be doing uh right. we sh- other people should be doing it you know uh you touched on it earlier, getting the right people in place so that you're not doing everything. And uh, I think that that drains our time because we end up wasting our time, so to speak, uh, doing some things that other people could be doing uh, or or shouldn't be doing at all, you know? And yeah. I think this is true with even, again, church stuff. Sometimes churches try to do too much stuff and the people get drained, the volunteers get drained, the leadership gets drained and burned out and everybody gets cranky and it's just not a good atmosphere, <laughs> you know? All right. So we're out of time here, Paul, but the book is called the business coach in a book. And uh, you can get this on, uh, you can get this on Amazon, right?
1: That's right. It's the best place to go. You can go to yeah. my website, uh, com, okay. and there's a, a book page there, or just go straight to Amazon and put in your business coach in a book and Paul Bellows and it'll pop up and it's a workbook. It's meant for organizations and leaders and teams and, and, yeah. uh, I I think most of your audience uh, could get some value out of it.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I like the fact that it's very practical. So, you know, if you're a volunteer in your church right now, uh, you know, or if you're an executive pastor or a senior pastor, it, it fits. And even if you're doing things on the side, if you if you're, you know, if you are somebody listening who has a business, you know, this would be so practical. So the business book in a coach. That's the title, right? Did I get it right?
1: Business coach in a book. Yes. No. And I have an okay. autographed copy for you, Phil. So I can't wait to give it to you.
0: All right, <laughs> awesome. All right. So Paul Bellows has been our guest today on the Church Solutions podcast. Uh, Before we wrap up, uh, if you get a chance, go to mychurchdaily.com. That's our sponsor, which is full disclosure, it's us. Uh, we have several products uh, streamingchurch.tv and other things but uh, mychurchdaily.com uh, if you want to get on Alexa devices Amazon has these Echo devices and you could do a flash briefing uh, we've got several churches using this now it's brand new and uh, there's a I think there's like a two-week free trial and awesome. as, as usual we'll help you as we do everything we have support uh, all the time so Paul again thank you so much
1: Thanks for having me here. We'll see you soon.
0: Yeah, and for Steve Lacey, who is not here today, but will be back next week, my name is Phil Thompson. Please take care of yourself and take care of each other. We'll catch you again on another episode of the Church Solutions Podcast.